Welcome to the Now You Know Akron podcast, brought to you by the journalists of BeaconJournal.com. Each week, they will share their expertise on Akron and Summit County. Now, here's your host, Craig Webb. Welcome to the Now You Know Akron podcast. I'm your host, Craig Webb, and today we're, we're going to talk a little bit about doing good, perhaps, right? And, and also about a, a race series that's starting in the city of Akron, kind of how it fits into everything. But, but first, I would like to uh, welcome the, uh, the folks from Akron Promise. We have Tom Ginder and Nina Roy. Did I pronounce that right? I think maybe I didn't. Did I? Was I? Uh, it's Nena. As opposed Nena to- Roy. Oh, Jesus! Right okay. out of the gate. That's okay. Well, I apologize. So, it's so not, welcome. Not the first time. <laughs> well, I'm. You know, I get Greg and Craig, and it's funny because I have a brother-in-law named Greg, and so we all just, you know, if someone says Greg or Craig, we both just say sure, and so <laughs> yeah, we answer. Well, I guess maybe we should start. So, first of all, welcome and and thank you for joining us today. Glad to be here. Thank you for having us. So why don't we talk a little bit about the organization and and kind of start from where it started and, and what the thoughts were. And maybe that's a, a, a good place to start in the very beginning. So it, it started in, in 2016. So um, Tom Ginder and his wife, Dara Lee, founded Akron Promise, um, kind of modeling it after other Promise organizations throughout the country, namely Kalamazoo, Michigan, which is where this all began, Kalamazoo Promise. And the goal of, so, so first and foremost, everyone asks us, are we LeBron? No, we're not LeBron, um, but we do basically a lot of the same things, not that we're looking to have our own school building or anything but basically to make a promise to serve students and to help them get to where they want to go to serve as um, sort of a nexus for pointing them in the right direction down their path to realizing their dreams. Um, So the ways in which we're different from LeBron, um, he's really gone out and taken the most at-risk students to serve, and he's serving really well 4% of the APS students. So our goal over time is to serve the other 96%. And right now we're focused on the Kenmore cluster. So um, Tom and Dee started things off working in Kenmore Garfield High School. And then since I've come in in the past year, we've been also working with students at Innes Middle School because we realized that we really had to get to students younger. Um, So we work um, in academic matters and helping them, helping students get towards graduation, ACT prep, filling out their FAFSA, stuff like that. But really, first and foremost, we strive to form relationships with our students and to maintain those relationships because we know that through that family-like contact, Um, students will have a better chance at succeeding and getting where they want to go and really just maintaining that contact all throughout time, even past graduation from college. Um, We have our first cohort who graduated recently in um, December of 2021, and we're still helping out those students. And it's very gratifying, wonderful to see the young adults that they've become. Well, you're what, six years old? You're kind of at that point of looking forward and looking back, right? I mean, you know, your organization's kind of evolved. I mean, are you where you think you want it to be? I mean, you know, you are looking to expand. And so I guess that's, you know, that's the growth. So 
we're not where we want to be. We want to be serving all students in Akron. So that's that's the goal. We we have been growing and we're thrilled with the students that we are supporting. And so we're very happy that we're in relationship with a bunch of students and uh, that have gone through Kenmore Garfield High School in Innes. And we're looking forward to growing that. So, no, we're not where we want to be yet. Um, we think that there's real value in ensuring that each student in our city has opportunity. And we want to try to advocate for that and to help that and remove financial barriers, remove uh, other hurdles, help students cross hurdles that they encounter. So is that an active thing? I mean, or are you going to tap them on the shoulder or is it a mother or a guardian who says, hey, Akron, promise I need help? I mean, how, how does it kind of the where the rubber hits the road since we're Akron, right? I mean, that's that's kind of, you know, how's it? So- How's it so really happen? Most of our students are self-selected. They come to us. And our first approach at Kenmore Garfield High School was sit in the cafeteria and with a, with a sign that said, got plans, question mark, you know, after the old got milk commercial. And students came up to us and said, I need help with this or that, or can you help me do this? And uh, the answer was, yes, we can help. And that was our first relationships. And uh, we've tried to keep it that way to to allow students to come to us. Uh, we do take referrals from uh, parents and from the counselors at school or the teachers. And we have a special relationship in Kenmore Garfield with the, a few classes of AVID students, um, which is a program that they have in Kenmore Garfield that uh, Nena is more familiar with. Yeah, so actually AVID is a national program that began in California in the 1980s. And technically speaking, AVID is in all schools in the APS cluster. Um, So I I really um, hooked into this program because it really strives to take the whole swath of students in the middle. So not the top performing, though we, we, we will and want to serve them, because even top performing students may have hurdles within their families and whatnot. And the students who have the most, say, say hurdles in terms of learning styles and whatnot, for whom there are a lot of services, but there's this huge middle swath of students that often goes overlooked. So. Um, I see AVID not only as a fantastic program of that has a lot of pro- progress in terms of bringing up the whole level of education, public education in, in America, but specifically within our district, um, just a way to get to have contact with more students and to be part. And it's organized, so that gives us sort of a focus and a way to be able to get in and work with students. Um, And something you alluded to in your previous question, um, when there are problems with a family, so we take a sort of holistic approach and and it's a buzzword right now in education, you know, the holistic approach, the whole child. Well, we don't see just the child, but really the, the child's entire circumstances, including the families. And if mom is trying to go to college too, we wanna help mom. Or if dad has hurdles, having to do with work and getting to work or anything like that, we want to be able to step in and devise solutions that can really assist the entire family. Well, it's interesting you say that because, you know, I mean, I, part of my reporting that being has been covering the other promise in Akron, the I promise. And I think they found that too, that, that you know, that it wasn't, you know, it was almost a, a, a bandaid on a bigger cut. You know, the bandaid was too small that you really have to look at the whole family because you can't just, you know, you, 
like the potholes on uh, the inner belt, right? I mean, you know, you, you fill one and that's great, but there's, you know, that you really have to help the entire family because the, the problem is much, de- I don't say deeper, but you know, that it just, it's not enough. I mean, that, that you have to take a holistic approach and how can we help mom and how can we help dad and, and take away food insecurity, take away housing insecurity and, and, you know, get a GED for mom means that this kid's going to go to school every day. And, and, you know, that, and that's what you found also. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead, Tom. So one of the things about the support services, um, Akron Promise isn't here to provide those kind of services. Um, There are other organizations in in town that provide all those projects learn, um, whether it's the food bank, whether it's the jobs program or JOG, there's all kinds of other programs available. And so our purpose is more to network and help people with referrals. Well, have you tried this avenue to get this problem solved? Have you tried this this avenue and how can we help through the hurdles of going through those avenues so our objective isn't so much to uh to run the programs but it's more to uh find ways that we can connect to the existing organizations in town uh to so that we all could be more effective together well there are safety nets but as we know you can get caught in the net i mean it's and it's yeah. difficult to navigate I mean, just go to bmv right i mean it's difficult to navigate the bmv i mean sometimes you wonder i mean you know even myself i'm like i don't know why am i having so much trouble figuring this out but it's it's, it's difficult and i guess i'm kind of curious you know we were talking about the the middle a little bit and i'm i'm curious what what you folks have found because of the pandemic i mean first of all it's an organization but you know, these kids academically and just kind of, you know, we call it a lost year. I mean, I hope it's not a lost year because we're we're really in trouble if, if it's truly a, a lost year and a half for, for these kids. But are you finding that, you know, and the problem is it's from kindergarten to seniors now. I mean, everybody was in this, you know, marching along with, with, with this with this pandemic. And, and did they lose a year? I mean, is this just do we overlook these classes and say, well, you know, we didn't get to you know, they may not know the capital of Ohio or. You know, I mean, I so I'll start with the programmatic difficulties that we had. So our our, our work is really based on relationships with the students. Um, our students, we've given out I think 24 scholarships to uh, Stark State over the few over the last few years, and um, the ones that we've been able to develop relationships with and keep relationships with are the ones that have been successful. And so it was very difficult to maintain those relationships during the pandemic. Um, we texted and emailed and had a few get-togethers and a few meetups, but that was that made it especially difficult. And we lost a year in accessing students just directly by being in their lives on a week-to-week basis. And so the relationships that we had built in 2019 that weren't as solid kind of drifted away. But now over the last year or so, Nena has been working in the schools again and bringing that back. And she could t- talk to you more about the impact of the pandemic on the students that she's back in touch with. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I think it goes without saying that to American society as a whole, the pandemic has been detrimental in so many ways. Of course, there have been some opportunities that have arisen, but by and large for students, and I can even speak for my own two kids, um, one of whom graduated in 2020 from high school and did go away to college, but it's been an interesting transition. And then my daughter, who's now a junior, um, and then what I see throughout the district. Yeah, I mean, the hurdles have been immense. Um, and I think from my point of view personally, every everyone laments that third grade reading level isn't where it should be and whatnot. And that that is tremendous, but I think it's really the social emotional learning piece 
that's been the most devastated by all of this because students, young people thrive in groups and they learn and they learn how to act and, you know, how to comport themselves in society. And even if bits and pieces of the academics can still be delivered online. And that's something I think we're not contesting. Um, I, I know I, I was a professor at Akron U for 20 some years and I finished my career there in spring of 2020. So I even managed to cobble together the rest of my classes and finish things off and the students got something decent. So that's really the least of the loss in my opinion, but it's the, uh, the fact of young people who have lost those opportunities to interact with their peers. And that has created a, such a situation that then they come back into the school setting and they've lost a year and a half, sometimes two years almost of that interaction. So emotionally, you know, a 10th grader is really at an eighth grade level. And then to overcome those hurdles takes so much effort on the part of the teachers that they then the academics become all the more influenced because they're busy just trying to work to get the kids to be able to behave properly. And I see it less actually with our work with Akron Promise because our groups are smaller and they're self-selecting for the most part. They want to be there. But I also am going into schools all throughout the district, subbing once a week just as a means to have more contact with students. And in that situation and, and in that setting, I see it just, it's astronomical, what has to be done. Um, well, what, I, what I discovered during the pandemic was I'm a terrible superintendent and an even worse principal and, and a terrible uh, lunchroom monitor and also a study <laughs> hall monitor. Um, you know, My kid would be in bed. I'm like, you know, he, he was, a, I think, a, what, a sophomore at the time. And I don't know his schedule. And I'm like, why are you in bed? It's, you know, I'm thinking you should be in class. But, you know, because they... The study halls didn't go away. And so he's like up and in bed and out of bed, taking a class in bed. And I'm just like, aye, aye, aye. So, yeah. so, we're very so happy. Craig, I, I did want to make one comment about some positive things that happened, though, um, with some students. So um, my wife and I volunteer in a second grade class. And uh, so we were there in the first half of the year. And then the second half of the year, the, you know, the students went home. Uh, but some of the students that really struggled in second grade in the school environment did so much better when they were at home because they they were struggling with their socio-emotional learning. And so they actually did better. I have another example at the high school level where a student, you know, that independent schedule that you were just talking about with your son, he got used to it, created his own business. And now he continues to go to school remotely while he creates his own business um, after school's over every day. And so there were some positive things that came out and hopefully we'll take the best of what the pandemic presented us for education and uh, more students can thrive in the community. And then there's my youngest son who, who we call the, the last hope, which makes his other siblings very mad. But uh, he, he discovered that maybe he could watch all the Marvel movies in the order in which they were intended to be watched. And so, <laughs> you know, maybe he should have started a business. Maybe I, maybe I need the, uh, maybe we need a Medina promise where we live perhaps. <laughs> so we haven't talked about one of the main reasons we're here. And, and this is this, a new race that you folks are putting on. It's the first one, right, of this series, of the Akron Promise City Series. So let's talk a little bit about why why, why, why do a race? How does this fit into the, the so, brand, if we say, shall we say? So we've been talking about, you know, working with the entire uh, student. And part of that includes health. 
Um, part of that includes knowing where you live. And so uh, when we think about a race series, um, I've been participating in uh, 5K races for, I don't know, 10 years or so. And I would notice that in each of the races that I went to, it was often very community-based for that solitary community. Um, so the race for Case was Case Elementary School Families. Um, the West Akron African American 5K was um, people associated with Bookdale High School. And uh, but I was there, and other people were there, and Larry O'Neill from North Hill was there, and there were all kinds of people there. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if we could get some more cross pollination and more people going from race to race? And uh, that kind of fits in with the mission of Akron Promise, of paying attention to our community and uh, making sure we're healthy. So I've been having this stew in my head over the last few years about doing this. And Jim Ballard um, lives in Kenmore, grew up in Kenmore. He runs and has been running around Summit Lake for years, a decade or more, and just really loves that area. So he runs from Kenmore around the lake and back. And he thought, wouldn't we should have a 5K down here in Kenmore, Summit Lake. And uh, so he was put in touch with me and we met. He says, hey, I want to do a race in Kenmore, music, running, park, boulevard. And I said, sure, let's do this together. And so that's how the series came about. And that's how uh, uh, the race, the Rock Me on the Water 7K, it's kind of an unusual distance, <laughs> um, came to be. And that's the the inaugural of the season this year and the inaugural race in Kenmore in Summit Lake. Actually, isn't, uh, I thought Race for Case was first. Well, Race for Case is the first yeah. race yeah. of the series, yes. The series. And then it's our inaugural race yes. in terms of Kenmore, yeah, yeah. And I, so for me to be one year into working with Akron Promise and to have this come about, Tom had spoken about it with me a little bit in the autumn and I was, perhaps just having trouble conceptualizing, but I think it was at a concert um, at which Jim Ballard was playing. He's also a phenomenal musician that's played all around the country. And uh, Jim was playing and he and I exchanged a few words. Then he and I had a meeting just a few days, a few days before the end of the calendar year. And that's really what kicked everything off. It just, everything started germinating and, um, yeah, and then Tom was wonderful at being able to just put together this whole series, and we got a couple of we had we started off with six races in the series, and then now we're up to eight, and we don't have the whole city represented yet, just because some neighborhoods aren't holding races, but we have a really nice cross section, um, and just the opportunity for for people to get out of their silos, and you know, I, I spent most of the first part of my career in these academic departmental silos and I know what it's like. So now geographically be in a city that's not really that big. Um, but I, I, I recognize that I've lived in a couple of other cities, New Orleans and Paris for both for a long time. And I, I noticed the same tendency. We all tend to stay in our little area instead of reaching out and going across town and getting to know other people. And all this is, is a win-win. It gives us more familiarity with each other, more understanding and more uh, opportunities to help each other. And there is some incentives, right? If you race or run in a number of them, you, you get a, uh, a nifty uh, limited edition medal. Yes, right? Absolutely. So, um, so for participating in four of the eight races in any fashion, Volunteer, 
doing the one mile fun run or walking the one mile or running the 5k or running the 5k participate in any fashion you get a custom medal designed by Akron artist uh, Matt Miller and uh, any race that you participate in you can uh, also get a t-shirt generally or in a medal for those particular events that you participate in um, and Matt Miller's work is kind of more murals right I mean he's kind of our He's known as a muralist. He does a lot of different uh, different things, but you know he's got the uh, uh, one of the newer murals is on uh, the old uh, Norca Futon building over there at uh, on West Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And and to bring back this whole well, speaking of an artist, we also are really lucky to have Jim Gill design our uh, race specific logo for the Rock Me on the Water race. <laughs> So I just love how we have this sort of confluence of artists, uh, athletes, educators, and people of all different professions and musicians. At our um, Kenmore race, Jim has been able to arrange a handful of musicians who will be playing at the finish line, serenading the runners as they, as they cross through. So uh, it's really just a nice cross-section of talent. Well, it feels like this is kind of a synergy going on in the city of of just kind of getting people to experience other neighborhoods. I mean, it, it, it does seem like even the 4th of July, not just doing the fireworks downtown. Of course, that was pandemic driven, but having fireworks displayed so everyone in town could view it from their own neighborhoods. You know, that the, it kind of this idea of of celebrating the, the city's neighborhoods. And this kind of does it. Yeah, and each event has its own its own. Uh... I don't know, ambiance, its own event. So like the Race for Case, which is uh, May 21st, um, that uh, occurs at KCLC, runs around the neighborhood, the uh, uh, Castle Boulevard and uh, Melbourne, Kenilworth. And, uh, and then it ends and they have a carnival, family carnival that the elementary kids are participating in and helping with. And there's always a lot of kids that run in that Race for Case race. And then Netta mentioned how music is associated with the Rock Me on the Water um, 7K. Um, we have, uh, I'll go through the rest of the races. The Four Leaf Clover 5K is in West Hill. Um, starts off at uh, St. Vincent, St. Mary, and runs through through West Hill. Um, and then uh, Larry O'Neill, I mentioned him earlier, has established, this is the second year for the Charles Marquez 5K in North Hill. So that runs around North Hill and benefits the students at North North High School Athletic Department. Um, our downtown race this year, we're very excited to have it, is the Andrea Rose Teodosio Foundation uh, 5K that they have downtown. And that supports um, women and girls, among other things, in, uh, in Akron. Um, the West Akron um, African American 5K has a men's health fair. So you sign up, and when you sign up, it asks you if you will want to have um, a health screening to help, um, especially African-American men, but all men are eligible for the screenings at the West African, uh, African-American 5K. So they have a little health fair there. And then my favorite day in Akron is Porch Rocker Day in Highland Square. And so what a great way to start that day with a 5K. They usually have a yoga event after the 5K and then the music starts and it's all day of music at uh, Porch Rocker. And then we finish up at the uh, at the YMCA in Middlebury with the PSI Love You um, uh, 5K, and we'll have a little Akron Promise celebration there too, where we award our medals for the uh, 
uh, participants who have participated in four or more of the events. Um, so it all starts off May 21st for the Race for Case, and then one week later, May 28th, Saturday and Memorial Day weekend down in Kenmore. And then the rest of the dates are available on our website or Facebook page. People can find that via um, – you just search Akron Promise City Series. You'll find all the races and the websites and the Facebook pages. Well, you just said the shameless pro or the shameless plug that I was going to ask. <laughs> I'm waiting for the uh, I need oxygen 1K. You know, once we get that one, I am uh, may end a spaghetti warehouse with uh, maybe some garlic bread. <laughs> well, thank you both so much for for joining us today and and enlightening us about what your organization's up to and the good work you're you're doing and and continue to do and and the hopes for a, a better future and also this race series that will maybe help bring the city together and. What? Oh, you have your, oh my goodness. Yes, I put my finger up here because um, right. I forgot that our race includes breakfast. Yes. Sweeney's, which is a new uh, uh, cafe um, on uh, the boulevard. Um, all participants get breakfast. And by the way, you talk about that that 1K um, um, out of breath uh, event. Uh, volunteers are welcome to participate. And uh you can sit in a chair all day, probably with a volunteer, and you'll still get the the uh, the medal for participation in the events. And maybe breakfast. And maybe breakfast, yes, sir. Well, thank you both so much. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, Craig. Thanks for having us, Craig. Mm -hmm.